Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here with your host, The D Assignment. Um, let's get into it. Let's review Avatar 2. I don't know if it's going to take me an hour to review the movie, but I can start building this podcast, maybe talk about it for 20, 30 minutes. And also just, you know, then maybe we'll figure out something else to talk about because I just posted the last podcast, but that was, you know, I had been away for a cool minute, but whatever, whatever. So let's get into it. Avatar 2, The Way of Water, uh, full spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it, whatever. Um, I thought it was an 8 out of 10, but I want to just put that right out there. About an 8 out of a 10. It was about a B, maybe even a, a high B plus, but not an A and not like the most spectacular thing I've ever seen either. Um, and I don't really feel that it was as good as the first one. I kind of feel that this was, it was a sequel. It's just what it is. Uh, the Avatar 2 had a long, long, long way to go with trying to recreate the magic that was part one. For me personally, uh, for me per- personally, part one wasn't, I-, I think part one for me wasn't like the most visually, but the, everything about the movie was really good. Um, you had space, there was enough space, there was enough of the animal wildlife, there was enough of the story there. Um the story did get a little corny. It kept it from being a perfect movie. Like, especially when he was like, they'll eat your eyes for juju beans. And then they were like, uh, Unobtainium was kind of a dumb name for a metal. Like, Unobtainable. But they just made Unobtainium. I just, you know, just little little words that I think they should have wrote. And I kind of feel that they wrote that. Um apparently years before the movie's actually made, much was the case in, the, in part two. But part one, just outside of like that, like nitpicking there, uh, maybe nitpicking on just like it was a literal overall, it was just to me, it was a little, little bit too much heavy on the science versus like, like the nerds, nerds versus uh, brutes. Like uh, the nerds versus the, you know, like the football team kind of a mentality, or kind of a, uh, a, like the nerds versus the jocks. There we go. That's what I was looking for. It was a little bit heavy on that in the movie, uh, and I don't think it needed to. Uh, but that, I mean, that's just like those are nitpicking things. Like the movie overall was enjoyable. I like the fact that. You know, they kind of, you kind of got a lot of the meat to the story in that one movie. Like, and I always kind of felt like, damn, like you knew they were going to do a part two at some point. Like, I would love to see part two. And here we are, so many years later, like a decade plus later, um, with Avatar two: The Way of the Water, right in front of us. And to me, the weight was not. Uh, it was not necessary for supposedly them giving out the greatest water movie scenes to ever exist. Uh, 
and to declare that it was going to make like two billion dollars or wasn't going to see profit i kind of feel like that was a little unwarranted all of that was unwarranted the little hype around the movie was unwarranted and i kind of feel like when you look at the big picture of the movie uh they did itself as disservice for taking so long um it really did uh it really did itself a disservice also for not having so much like as a as a netflix special or you know maybe like an animated and i know james probably james cameron didn't want none of that but it could have done with like a six-part miniseries going over some other tribes maybe having a little story of what was life like post-war was for some kids um and maybe just have like one random cameo of one main character they could have done with a little a little like a little features a little special presentation maybe a little six-part miniseries something over the last couple of years to help really prop up part two uh and they try to add some of that stuff that i'm talking about like into the movie like especially with all the kids that they had now they tried they just really forced in there that uh and i don't know everybody's name Nateri, there's a terry there's jake sully there's the sully family sully's got two boys um yeah the grandma still is there and i just kind of feel like they kind of rushed everything a little bit in the very beginning it felt a little rushed like to get you up to speed to what's going on they could have cut out like a f- the first few like the first 20 minutes i think um but i think they left that in there because you don't it doesn't make any sense uh going forward but that's again that's not here this is just me nitpicking it's not doesn't have any bearing on the movie but as far as technically what i did see it looked i mean i don't know people the avatar fans are going to tell you that this was the greatest movie they've ever seen of course i'm here to tell you that it looks just like avatar part one with more water uh as a matter of fact it was like almost a lot of it was underwater but it does not look better and i'm gonna tell you this right now i've seen those discovery nat geo documentaries of like saving the blue wells and it does not look better than that it does not uh, I don't give a fuck how much CGI you put into making brand new wells. I mean, I get it. The well, all all the well scenes, to me, was great. They could have, they should have just made a movie about the fucking wells, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I'm not even sure if they're wells. They might have another scientific terminology in the movie. The, oh, actually, they do. The Talcon or whatever they were called. Uh, whatever um but does not look better than some of those eye-popping images you see of wells and nowadays you know there i've seen better well videos on tiktok um or youtube shorts especially were you know well breaching than i did in the movie on avatar so in that aspect I am going to knock James Cameron's sequel because supposedly, and to me, and maybe it's just my mind, 
But supposedly he took so long making this project because he was going to deliver. I thought I was going to be swimming in the fucking ocean watching. He should have made this movie a virtual reality movie. Um, like those ones, those Oculus things. He, that's what he should have done. Um, it had everybody wear them in the movie theater. Like, I really wanted to be swimming in the water. Now, I get the movie was 3D, but 3D to me is kind of no longer a thing. It's kind of one of those things where I kind of like... The movie has 3D. I might if the regular IMAX or... If there's no if there's no other time on the movie. It's not something I actively seek out anymore because... It just doesn't really do it for me, like... Like, the movies that are 3D have, like, one scene where the 3D really is, like, coming at you. And they deliberately put that in a movie. There's that scene where Star-Lord is flying through the screen. That movie where piranhas are flying through the screen. The guys with the chainsaw or the weed whack or whatever he's got. Um, this scene, you can tell when the bullets are... When the guys running, the bullets are flying. I mean, there's just, like... The, outside of that, the 3D is unwarranted. And most movies have stopped being 3D produced. Uh, as a matter of fact, and once you don't, once you're not able to see the movie in theaters anymore, what purpose is a 3D? Like, um, again, I think the next frontier for movies is you being in the Oculus, like in this metaverse bullshit that they got going on, and you're an actual part of the movie while the main movie is still going. Like, you know what I mean? But we're a ways away from that. Um, but again, I don't, I don't really know, like... And now there's starting to be a lot of underwater movies coming out. you got Aquaman. Part 2, you've got The Way of Water. Um, you just had Black Panther. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it, it wasn't really... I, I mean, this movie could have came out, like, six years ago. And I get everybody scheduling, and James Cameron wants to make this perfect movie and get it done right. And he wants it... But, I mean, it didn't really need to take that long. To me, that's the biggest issue with this whole movie, is it took so long for a sequel... That, yeah, it doesn't matter how many times I watched Avatar Part 1. You know, this should have came out in a timely fashion. And just to me, uh, I know everybody's got to hype the movie up to being the greatest movie ever. And that's their job. If the man would have told me, this is what James Cameron and the rest of the cast should have said. Look wanted to get this done right, we wanted to make the story right, regardless of what we feel about the technology that exists, and just, look, everybody is busy in their schedules, by the time we were able to get around to doing Avatar 2, initially, everybody, you know, people were in other movies, you know, now we're circling back around, so now everybody's got time, we've ironed out some wrinkles, we've adopted the story, and here we are. This is finally we're getting to Avatar 2. Hopefully part 3 won't take as long to come out. That would have been entirely acceptable for me. And 
if they would have said, oh, you know, we're aiming for a billion, we want to be put us back upon the map, I would have been perfect, we would have been fine. But if for, for them to come out and say they need a billion dollars just to break even and two billion to see a profit, I was like, and then watch them, and I was like, I don't really know if you're going to get there. Might get close, but I don't really know, to be honest with you. But taking that information into the movie, um, again, they just they, they could have done without like a little bit of the movie in the beginning. They didn't really need some of that shit. Um, I'm kind of wondering what was the point of the eclipse. Didn't really have a bearing on anything. Like everybody's looking to the eclipse. I don't know. What that was about. There's some things that they needed. They needed to flush out with more movie time. But again, that goes back to they should have had like a little special feature, some maybe like a three-part little series on Amazon Prime or or something. Just a little something. Just a little nibbling. But uh, it just wasn't the case. Like. So there's a lot, there's a lot of little things, little loose ends that they've had in the movie, uh, that I was just like, okay, like, they took liberty with some things that they've had, and that's where the story gets a little clunky, like, for as good as the movie was, it just gets as clunky, it's clunkier than part one. Like, for instance, the main guy that died in the, the general, that died in the first one, just so happens to be resurrected as an avatar, and they kind of, he was kind of like, yeah, he downloaded his memories into a thing to be put into his avatar, and they uploaded that just like Awa did to uh, Jake Sully in his human body, and gave, an, gave him an avatar body. And so now you have avatar versus avatar bodies, um, and, and actually the whole, ca- the whole bad guys of part one came back and was just like, well, we're avatars now and we're bad. And mind you, I, I was like, okay, like I, I kind of like, okay, they, they can just get away with that. But then something else like happened like that again and again, it's probably nitpicking, but they kind of did, um, Sigourney Weaver's kid that they just kind of... I'm left under the impression, and I don't know if it's the right impression, but they took the body of, I don't know what her name, doctor, whatever her name was. And the mother said in part one, if A would choose it, she'll take all of her form in this body and put it to the, and she died. But apparently enough information got into the body to exist, and then that body, her avatar body became pregnant, gave birth to a child, and that is basically like a little, little Sigourney. Um, I'm not even sure if it's the same actor or not, but, so they kind of took, they kind of took that for, you know, just for what it was. Also, they said that they left behind the general's kid, his, like, son, when he died in battle, he left him, he was left 
Um, but he, there was no mention of him in part one. And then, and then again, they, they, the general kind of put that together that that was his son Miles. And I kind of felt that again, that was kind of like shoehorned in there a little bit. Like, how the fuck did he just know that? Like, they don't bear no resemblance. Like, a kid had dreadlocks, was painted in blue. And uh, somehow he just was like, oh, that's my son. So, again, the, the story's a little clunky. It, it gets a little clunky. And then I kind of feel like Jake Sully's plan to just leave the tree people was a little bit um, kind of dumb. He was like, let's go because we're not going to stop looking for him. But he left the fucking tribe essentially leaderless without uh, whatever he was, uh, Taraktu, whatever. Um, and then he was supposed to die, but they just they just gave him a little cut. And that was it. I was like, all right, so now they finally get to where they're going, the water. They fly on their little uh, banshees, I think they're called, and they get to the water. And from about that point in the movie, that's when, to me, the movie got really good. Like, all of that pre... was kind of like, I was like, okay, there was only the little fight in the beginning, which eventually chased him out of there. Uh, but it, the movie didn't really get good till he got to the water world. Uh, he went as far as he could and then stopped. I don't know why he stopped there. Like, I don't know why he just didn't go make his own thing somewhere else. I'm kind of wondering about that a little bit myself. Like, why did he go ask the other, another whole other try for help, knowing full well that they were looking for him? Like, he deliberately put that tribe in trouble. Uh, and then you know, just it just there's a little bit of there's a little again the story is kind of like eh, kind of like boneheaded a little bit. And I'm not sure if it was rushed or if it was just, you know, that's the best it could come up with. But visually from that, like, I, I really enjoyed the underwater scenes myself. I would have loved to ride a horse. The sea creatures look phenomenal. Um, you know. But long story short, you know, they, they go, they get over to the water world. Which the area looks nice to me. I just came from Cancun. Uh, the area, the wa- the way the water people was like. I was like, oh, this is like just like what I came from. It looks beautiful. Um, and then they have to learn the water ways. The the one son gets bullied. He ends up becoming befriending another well that's a loner and they're outcast. And they bond. And I kind of felt like that was a genuine. That should have been the movie. The relationship between the kid, the well, a little bit of the tribe. Like, they should have just started the movie there. They should have been just minimal talking about, like, what had happened up to that point. You should have gotten little pieces of it here and there via another platform. And they should have spent more time with the kid and learning how to hold his breath in the water, befriending the well. He made the, the Halo connection with the well. 
and he should have seen a little bit more of the Wells' feelings. He sh they should have really driven home the because he just was like he made a connection with the well, and they just literally were like, no. And the well came to save them. Came to save them. Like should have spent a little bit more time with that bond. I could have done with like 20 more minutes of like underwater well scenes and like him riding around in the ocean, like. Or like the, I would have been, I would have loved to see the whales talk a little bit more to the people, like show that interaction. They did show a little bit of it, but I felt that that was kind of like really quickly done, and I was like, uh, damn, like they didn't really, like nobody believed him, but yet they were talking to the whales. So obviously the whales knew, but they didn't, you know, apparently, you know, they just kind of, I don't know. And, all, and then, you know, it gets to the end, and the fight is on the water. The, ma the main battle of Avatar 2 takes place over the open ocean. Is it open or, like, in the reefs? Uh, and they come to hunt the whales because the whales have secrete something from their brain. That, again, they, they didn't really hammer this home in the beginning. But the liquid that comes from the whale's brains uh, somehow stops the aging of humans. And for like one little vial, it's $80 million. Which to me seems like vastly... If you have an anti-aging thing in your pocket... One little tablet should be worth like billions of dollars. Maybe he did say 80 billion, but I thought he said 80 million, and I was like, that's grossly, um, grossly very cheap. It was cheap. Like, I don't really know if the anti-aging cream was cheap, that or pills, whatever potion was that. I didn't know it was that cheap, but like, you know. Digging deeper into that, I don't know if now that makes men immortal, so that the general is now immortal. You know what I mean? If we got immortality and you take it, can you die if you take it? If they come out somehow manufacture that to have you wear it as a skin suit, so anytime you get shot, you just heal, or you never you're free of cancer. I don't know. We'll see. They also said that Earth has now died in the movie. And they're coming for Pandora. There's just no way about it. They're coming for Pandora. They want to now live there. Uh, the new general that is, the, the lady general, I kind of felt that she was right. in saying like, hey look, Earth is there. We're here to... We're here to live. Um, the other thing standing in the way is Jake Sully and the rebellion. The natives are against us. But having failed not once, but now twice, looking forward to part three, you would assume that the route going forward is them essentially, they're going to have to make peace. And I know there's going to, they supposedly want to, uh, Avatar 4, 5, 6. They want a whole universe of Avatar movies. 
But I don't think it's really possible unless it goes sideways on some of the stuff. Um, because I do believe when the people do start coming down to Earth, they're all going to have to take the Avatar form because you just simply can't breathe the air unless you wear the mask full-time like Spider was. Um, and I kind of feel that that's that's okay. There might be some humans, but they should mostly be avatars. So I don't really know uh, if this going to reach the point where, like, they eventually going to have to make peace with the natives and live in peace. And I think eventually some of the natives are going to jump ship and finally start accepting the fact that these people are here to stay. But they're going to try to change them from the inside out. And I kind of see down the road that it's basically going to be Jake Sully and the main bad guy, the general, are going to make peace with each other and trying to, once and for all, making some sort of a peaceful planet to live on that can coexist. Uh, from the mistakes that are, that was like colonization on Earth, when the colony does finally start existing in Pandora, like, okay, we're not going to make the same mistakes that we made on Earth as far as enslavement, as far as just polluting the planet. I think we're going to start... Um, but we'll see, we'll see. That's getting too far ahead of myself. Moving back to the end of the movie, uh, the battle does take place on the open ocean um, between the... the well hunters the Navi and Jake Sully and his family and I gotta say this I don't know if this was done purposefully or not but I do believe that one of Jake Sully's kid was gay and he was the only one to die and I'm not saying James Cameron is some sort of homophobic director. But I was just under the impression that one of the kids gave winks to the one of the other boys of the Water Tribe. One of the son definitely liked one of the daughters. And the only one, the only main person to die in the whole fucking film was that one perhaps gay Navi. Uh... But it wasn't. In, in, it was not implicitly said that he was gay. He just kind of smiled and gave a little wink to the other little boy. That I did get. Uh, but beyond that, that kid did die. Uh, he got shot, and that was the only major death in the whole movie. Which, for a lack of better terms, was kind of disappointing. Because I was in the assumption that this was going to be the most traumatic movie you've ever seen. People were coming out of the movie crying. And for fucking what? If you cried during Avatar 2, uh, what, what the fuck were you crying over? The whale didn't even die. They killed the one mom whale and the one whale baby. Yeah, that was... To me, that was like, I was like, damn, they didn't even take it that far, but they did. Uh, 
but nobody else really died. And as a matter of fact, that mom will, uh, even though it's a hard watch, you know, you kind of like, damn. Um, it's still, nonetheless, they did that in Avatar 1, and nobody cried over that tiger that got shanked through the, through the heart. Um, nobody cried for that. Uh, so, eh, nobody dies in the movie. Uh, Natiri's alive, Jake Sully's alive, most of his uh, family's alive. Just the one son died, and the one that one son really wasn't that big a part of the movie. It was more focused on the other son that befriended the well, which I thought was cool. If he would have died, and that well would have died, and perhaps Natiri would have died, uh, I would have been like, damn, what a wild movie. I did not see that coming. Um, the doctor, the good doctor, Sigourney Weaver's daughter, or kid, child, has superpowers. She can control Awa. She has a little bit more Awa powers to her than any other uh, Navi. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. That's, they should flesh that out again some other way. Maybe she'll get her own movie completely apart from the rest of the main story of Avatar. Which, that should happen. I would like to find out more about her, just in general. Um, and then you get to the actual climax, where the sim is now, the ship is now sinking. They've crashed it, they fought, and people are drowning. And actually... James Cameron literally said, I am remaking my version of the Titanic Part 2 in this movie. Uh, and th that's not a nitpick, but come on. The people running out of breath on a, on a capsized ship, Titanic. They were about ready to fucking make Jake Sully and Terry figure out who was going to make the ultimate sacrifice, but that didn't happen. Um, it was different. But it was literally the same. Uh, just things happened in the movie. I was like, okay, like, this is the Titanic part two. Literally was. Literally, they just he just took the Titanic elements of it. But again, I mean, that's his thing. Uh, that's his baby Titanic one. They never got a part two. Obviously, well, how would you make a part two? But he was like, I would like to revisit some of the things I've learned from Titanic. And this is why this movie is going to be good. And he put some of those elements in there. You can blatantly see it. Uh, again, but nobody dies at the end. You don't get a Jake Sully death. But I didn't think he was gonna take. I didn't. The entire time I was thinking, damn, he's going to he's going to right the wrongs of Titanic and make. Uh, I can't forget. I, I, I uh, Rose. He's gonna make Rose. He's gonna make Natiri, or whatever her name is, die. While Jake Sully lives. And actually, I was like, they need to kill off Jake Sully because he's kind of annoying. Um, let the mom live and have the dad die. But I was like, okay, well, he, that's not going to happen because Titanic happened that way. In no way is he going to do that again. 
and essentially nobody dies, so you don't even have to worry about that. Uh, and then the movie ends. It ends with basically Jake Sully um, talking about his family, and again, once again, it ends up on his eyes, and that's where the movie ends. And then they show you a little bit of the sea animals, the life, um, you know, swimming in the water, which was a nice touch. Uh, you know, and that, and it leaves itself up for part two because uh, Spider ends up saving his dad from dying, um, and he's just left on Pandora. There's nowhere for him to go but learn, and he was starting to learn the ways of uh, the Navi. So I'm kind of. That's why I'm kind of... Uh, hopefully part three is better. Uh, I'm kind of wondering if he's going to go a full Jake Sully. Uh, I would... I would... I would, if I was James Cameron, this is how part three play out. I would have him become the tri- the leader of the Sky People. Or the, the Sky People, the Forest Tribe. Um, ride in on Taruk Makto or whatever. Become the leader of the, the Tree People. Completely learn the Navi way, find himself a Navi wife, and lead an army of Navi of tree people, lead the tribe against Jake Sully himself. And while Jake Sully would then have to turn back to the humans to stop him, because now he's going to show the way of the Navi how to conquer different Navi tribes and make one big, uh, and that should be his arc going forward, that he should just become the leader of the planet, uh, and a bad leader at that, but a leader nonetheless, and Jake Sully should have to climb some sort of a mountain to battle him, like, um, from conquered Navi people that just were against the conquerization, and he should conquer, he should be the leader of the of the colonies that come, that should be Jake Sully's arc as well, that he should have to go back to the humans for help against a now uh, Navi-led army, but the sole focus of completely obliterating everything, not necessarily Awa, but like the inferior race that is the humans, That's, that should be the, that should be part three. And we'll see if they take it there. We'll see if they take it there. Like I, I kind of hope that they do. That would be that would be my like part three or part four of this whole thing. Is that Miles' dad? Like, I don't know his name. They don't really say names in the movie. They just refer to him as Demon. And and Terry wanted said she was gonna have to kill him a lot of times, however many times he had to die. And the guy said he owed her a death. Um. Which was cool. I, I kind of like that little... But he didn't die. Some of his henchmen did die. They were a little bit of a non-factor. Um, some of the people in the whale hunting thing died. And some random army dudes died. But it was there were those were just like filler. Like people that died. Nobody main died. Uh, so we'll see what happens in part three. Now, before I... I, I told y'all the next... There's a lot of good. I, I really wish... That we could have just had a whole movie about the whales, the underwater life. I was kind of hoping there was other 
Uh, I wanted them to do like octopuses or maybe I, I was hoping that we were gonna get like a Kraken esque, uh, uh, Cthulhu esque beast somewhere in the lurks of the deep, deep ocean. But I kind of felt that would have mirrored too much of the first movie. Um, and I don't know if James Cameron wanted to do that, but maybe they'll pull that out at the last, maybe in a, in a further movie that, hey, there's a part of the ocean where these animals do not go because something lurks there that does eat them. And then it's not only a problem for all sea life, but it's a problem for everybody. Um, that there's a whole area of the ocean that is, and it should take uh, the good doctor's daughter to be able to communicate with it and come to the realiza- realization that look, if this beast does not exist, uh, the life goes unchecked. You know, and it just it needs to exist, and it can't die, and it can't be used, and it should take her sacrificing herself to, you know, that that should be a thing as well. I was kind of hoping that we got a little bit of a like a teaser about it, but I didn't say all the way to the after Chris. I don't think James Cameron's about that life. Um, but I really do hope there is a giant, other monstrous sea beast, a, 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 a kraken beast, I kind of want it, um, the robots, the underwater crab robots, eh, they not really do much for me, um, they tried, they took the well out like they did Jaws, uh, they put inflatables on its wings and then lasso they a spear to it, and eventually then killed it, uh, and got into its mouth and took its juice out of its brain, um, there's definitely a little thing about that, you know, science itself, so, um, again, I had a little green message to it, but I thought that green message was really, it didn't, it was subtly there, and it wasn't as prominent as some of the other messages that they had, um, about family, like the family when the Sully family is strong together, uh, that was played repeatedly through the movie, and it did, I don't really know if it needed to be there or not. But the subtle, you know, take care of our whales is kind of wrong. Fishing them, the whaling still does exist to this day. It's wrong. Let the ocean life be. Um, the mother whale was, she could sing, she could talk to people. And I almost kind of feel like if we were to actually return to this year ourselves as a people, we would eventually start talking with whales and dolphins because even though we're near them, I think some at some point some technology will come forward. We'll, we'll, we will be able to talk to animals. And when we start talking to the whales, we're going to find out how friendly, how, you know, how much they, you know, we have in common and that the, the songs they sing... And we're gonna we're gonna learn about a lot about the whales, and I kind of feel like the Navi, especially the water people, knew that about the whales, and they would talk to them. I kind of was like, oh, okay, they can talk to the animals now. That was cool. 
And then you got to see them kill the animals, which was totally not cool. But that's my review of Avatar with Water. Again, a lot of nitpickies, but there was a lot that I did like about it. Um, especially once they got, once they finally got to the water. I really loved the, all the water scenes. I love the new characters um, in the tribe. I love the connection between the people in the wells uh, and just the fish in general. Um, the battle at the end was pretty good. Uh, you know, the, that, that was a great battle. That was a great ending battle. Aside from not many people dying, it was still nonetheless a great battle. Uh, yeah, I give that part of the movie probably about an 8 out of a 10. There's some of the other stuff, again, there's a lot of me nitpicking. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen, no. It's a good movie. It, but it's not the best movie I've seen. It's not even the best movie I've seen this year. Um... The movies, I mean, going back, I've watched a lot of Marvel movies. I've watched Bullet Train. I've watched Uncharted. I, mean, I don't know how many movies i watched this year. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this. The movie was not any was not visually better than what I've seen on Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. That, to me, that had some absolutely phenomenal visuals to the movie that I was... I'm, Still, I can go back to and be like, oh my god. They took full-blown movie budget and put it into a series. And I was like, yo, whenever they get back to making Lord of the Rings movies, uh, shit is going to be wild. I don't know how long, far off they are from making Lord of the Rings movies, but hopefully we get some at some point back on the big screen. I would love to see post- uh, Sauron's death because I don't really truly believe that's the end of the evil. Uh, I would love for them to touch finally back on when Sauron takes power. But, okay, we're getting out of topic. Um, the Multiverse of Madness, to me, I probably watched that movie like 10 times this year alone. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home I think was this year again a, a crazy movie just nostalgia if you're gonna take 20 years to make kind of a movie like James Cameron did you make it like that um, there's just a lot of stuff going on man I mean uh, I think I watched Black Phone was an okay movie I just thought of the ending was a little clunky but overall was good. Um, Black Panther. To me, Black Panther was a really good movie, story-wise. As a matter of fact, I don't have much to complain about Black Panther 2. Um, the Marvel movies are good. They're just good in general. Uh, I really loved... I've now watched the Guardians of the Galaxy special like three times now. I really feel that's good family fun. And they really kept it like G-rated or even PG-rated. And it was just good. Uh, again, I'm bringing a lot of Marvel into it, but that's not; those are not the only movies that I've seen. I mean, what else did I seen? Buzz Lightyear this year. I thought I, I finally watched it on Disney Plus. I thought that was—I I didn't see what the big problem that movie was. 
Uh, and I watched Avatar. I mean, Avatar was a good movie. I don't really think it was the greatest movie. But I don't... It's not the worst movie I've seen. Um, definitely not. I watched Rumble, which was actually kind of a dumb movie. Uh, I just watched that recently on the plane home from Cancun. Uh, but, I mean, Avatar is a good movie. I don't really know. Like, again, uh, I watched Top Gun. Top Gun I did watch this year. And I kind of felt that, you know what, Top Gun, Top Gun definitely was a better movie than Avatar. Easily a better movie. It's not even close. They had so much nostalgia. And again, that goes back to my uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Top Gun, if you're going to compare the top movies of this year, Top Gun blows Avatar 2 out of the water. I mean, figured, literally and figuratively. Um, for so many reasons. Uh, and I wasn't even... I wasn't even expecting Top Gun to be that good. And much to the chagrin of entire in the entirety of Hollywood and just what's going on right now with Marvel and so many other things, Top Gun really came out and swung for the fences and kicked ass. And they kind of put Tom Cruise in this like co-piloting position where he wasn't the main person in the movie. Where you didn't have to sit there and tolerate Tom Cruise for the entirety of two hours. The rest of the cast, but he was there, and and then they battled the no-name villain. And I mean, and it was just spectacular. That was a good movie. Uh, I would that movie I might watch again in the end because I really felt it was a good movie. Avatar two, it was a good, but, it, but Top Gun was better. I put that out there. Top Gun was better. Um, and yeah, I mean, just. Just what it is. Just what it is. Um, with all that said, go watch Avatar 2. I, I think it was a good movie. I give it a solid B+. Um, I just really, really felt that some of this stuff could have been flushed out in other mediums leading up to this movie. And we could have gotten a really, really juicy story about the underwater connection between the wells, the people, and the eventual eventuality of them coming and getting and then it should have been that oh they find out that that guy is now alive and that he's still looking for Jake Sully he wants some payback that should have been the movie Jake Sully not finding out that he's alive until the end that would have been a much better movie uh, but nonetheless that's my review of Avatar take it, with, take it for what you want I did, I did go in there with a lot of expectations. Um, it met some... In some aspects, it didn't meet expectations. In others, it kind of fluttered a little bit. Uh, it's not as good as part one, but it's still pretty good. Uh, and that's it, guys. I'll, I'll get this posted up here shortly. And uh, catch you guys after that. Maybe after Christmas. So hang tight. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Laters.